This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on a Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Jake Meyer. We are live from Mile High Sports Studios here in the Tech Center. Uh, We appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, a lot to talk about, even though I kind of just told Jake right before we started the podcast, we just wrapped up the radio show as well, that it's like, you know, now we're kind of looking at the season on the outside looking in as though the season is kind of truly, you know, over with. And while there's two games left to play, the Broncos playoff aspirations are certainly over with. And now, you know, we got to talk about what what is the mission over these last two games as well as you know uh, looking into the future we have um a listener his name is f lewis he's an f- old man he's a former lawyer um he's like a former Irvin joe kind of guy who you know found us and likes us we're you know we're like a, we got like a younger kind of sound i'm about to be 40 years old but our just like our vibe our energy is a little bit different so when guys like f lewis like us i think it's really cool and um you know i like to think that we're the everyman jake um but my point is f lewis said that the broncos don't owe vic fangio anything and while the Jaguars have a list of about 10 really good head coaching candidates that they're starting to execute this um, asking of permission to speak to and then the interview process of these head coaches, there's going to be two or three or four off the board maybe before um, the Broncos ever decide to fire Vic Fangio because I think a head coach or two gets fired this next week. And I think that the Jaguars are going to make a hire sooner than later because they're interviewing all the right guys. Mm-hmm. So while I said it a bunch of times, the Broncos are kind of too classy of an organization to fire a head coach like this midstream. There is a certain kind of something to, you know, you're not coming back. Um, We've gone as far as we can go, and you're enabling, um, you know, a coaching search because we have you under contract here. And um, the uncertainty of people thinking that McFanjo may or may not return is going to turn turn some people off and some agents off from even considering the Broncos. So the Broncos have to, you know, what I hope is behind the scenes, Jake, they've been doing work. They've been talking to potential head coaching candidates. I think that's how the best ones kind of operate a little bit in the shadows. Right. You know, you got to keep things on the down low. And, you know, what F. Lewis was really trying to get across was that the Broncos are wasting time with with keeping Fangio um, on the payroll and keeping him as the Broncos head coach for the remainder of the season because the Jaguars are getting their head start. They're going to be able to interview every single guy they want before anybody else gets a chance to. So, um, I definitely see where F. Lewis is coming from, but you know we were talking about on the radio show. It it, it is a true sign of dysfunction and failure. It is. It is when you fire your head coach mid season. Thanks for finishing my point. You're right. It is a true sign of like failure. Um, it's a and over, what I just said a bad look. Right. It's a bad look. But I don't know what's worse of a look. Uh, you know, finishing the season up in you know um, such ugly fashion with the Broncos kind of. We'll have down the stretch of maybe not ugly fashion, maybe just as far as they could go with the talent that they had. It's in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's not. I'm not mad at them because I, you know, I'm disappointed they couldn't have found an extra win or two and maybe overachieved a little bit, Jake, to get us into the playoffs and all. You know, 
you know, unanimously considering this season a success you know, in doing so. Um, there's probably, if we interviewed, you know, asked 10 Broncos fans, they'd probably think, would you know, two of them would call this season a success. I'd say three or four of them are desperate for to get me out of here and, and change this. And there's three and four who are maybe, maybe two or three who are thinking, well, you know, there's make some progress here. Maybe one, maybe one or two to let's run this thing back kind of guy. So um, we may have one kind of feeling and there might be a narrative like a narrative coming from the media, you know, from our people, Jake, of like fire everybody right away kind of stuff. It it will happen. It's just not going to happen right now. But I think at the end of the season here, maybe next week. Do you know what? There's something to, I swear to you, teams operate like this, Jake. Like t- until I'm literally mathematically eliminated. Right. If there's a 1% chance of me making the playoffs, we've seen crazier things. We're still in it. But once you're eliminated officially, that's when the head rolls. Yeah. And if Vic Fangio was to be fired after a loss to the Chargers this week, it'd just be a head start for the Broncos. And also, I keep saying this too. It'd be an opportunity for Mike Munchak to get a little taste of what he looks like and acts like and maybe how he would uh, coordinate this thing a little bit better, at least offensively. Um, and uh, that's it. You know, gets it'd be a, a, a free kind of um, shot to get Mike Munchak in here, who's the one guy you'd want to retain on this coaching staff and the one guy who the Broncos will interview to be the head coach um, because the familiarity and all the kind of stuff with the guy because the guy's done a great job here. So um, firing Vic Fancho next week would make the most sense for someone who believes in that philosophy of, well, he was still in it. He brought us as far as he could take us. We're not anymore, and now we have to move on. So um, while everyone was waiting for a firing last week or a couple weeks ago, and now might be thinking we have to wait till the end of the regular season, there's a chance. I'd say a good 10% chance, Jake, 15% chance the Broncos fire Vic Fangio after a loss to the Chargers on Monday. Mm. Um, you know, get out of the way of all the firing stuff. So then at the end of the regular season, you're straight up into the search and not the mess a little bit, you know, if that makes sense. Because, you know, well, then what, what kind of mess will you have these last couple games or the last game? It doesn't matter. You won't be in it. Right. You're going to get killed by the Chargers this week. And then you'll play against the Chiefs um, in a game where the Chiefs will play backups and you'll probably still lose. Okay. So, um, the search has started now, and I think the search has started maybe at some point once the season went south. Or even when George Payton got fired and was saying, well, I, you know, hey, candidates out there, maybe who aren't employed right now, the Caldwells and the Petersons, um, talking about, well, what would they do different with this team? Would you, you know, what, would the, what kind of contract are we looking at? All that kind of stuff. So now when the time comes here to fire Fangio, they have a couple guys who they already believe and know would come in fit the part, fit the role, uh, understand what the job is, work with George Payton in a you know proper fashion, and so on. Right. So I think we're all on the same page here in how the Denver Broncos should move on from Vic Fangio, and, and we think that he will by the end of the season or on Black Monday or whenever. Um, I, I do believe that he will be fired, and they will move on and, and go to a different direction. And you mentioned... Doug Peterson, a head coach who has Super Bowl pedigree. He was dealt to shit hand in Philly after that um, with Carson Wentz, you know, who was injured, a, a god-awful offensive line, and it was just uh, dysfunction there. And when he went to Jalen Hurts, there was a lot of split in that locker room. So I think Doug Peterson was really dealt a bad hand in Philly on that 
in that final year. And I think he'd be a great head coaching candidate. But outside of that, you know, there's a lot of potential candidates out there. And, you know, Brian Dable, there's, you know, Enemy. there's so many other head coaching candidates out there, Kellen Moore, um, that the Broncos can, you know, interview and, and they could they can figure out their philosophy philosophy for the future yeah. with this decision. You know, this head coaching decision is a huge one. It is um, because you the next hire for the Broncos is a critically important one. Vic Fangio was fired, you know, hired on a team that was in the toilet. So it's hard to, um, you know, it takes a lot to get the team out of the doldrums and back to competitive uh, competitiveness. Vic Fangio might, you know, he'll get another um, DC job no, right away. He'll pick mm-hmm. of the litter. He'll be, you know, very coveted. Um, and there's no shame in that. You know, there's no, you know, a, again, he's been referred to three or four times by Andy Reid and uh, a couple other guys as like a defensive genius. And he is. He's great. Some guys are cut out for head coach. Um, some guys are head um, cut out to coordinate. And that's okay. Um, the Broncos took a a chance on Vic Fangio and you had to hire somebody. Um, now you look at it. Well, here's all the reasons he was never hired as a head coach and all this kind of stuff. You can, you know, that's like, I don't know. That's like being talking about it and bitching about it is like being mad that you didn't buy Bitcoin. You know what I mean? It's like, right. well, now what are you going to do? It's too late now. Well, it's just like, we're going to bitch about it now. We're going to like, kind of like move on. It's time mm. to kind of move on. Um, Get that next up and coming crypto coin. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get that a new NFT of these dumb things that make no sense to me, and I have no clue why they're worth money. And I'll sell them for thousands and hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars. I don't know. Maybe we're the dummies, man. I don't know. But, uh, I'm in the NFT game now. You are? Maybe. What kind? Digital art. I mean, like, where are you buying it? How much is it? OpenSea. Well, I'm not buying any. Yeah. My, my wife, she's, a digital, she's an artist. Mm-hmm. She has all kinds of digital art. Mm-hmm. And... I oh, I made an open C account mm-hmm. and that's where you sell and you know trade all kinds of NFTs. Really? And she has so many artworks that yeah. I can just put on there yeah. and price for cryptocurrency. Yeah. And you know, it's pretty cool. I haven't yeah, I, really I haven't checked since I created it, but that's I, maybe cool. I got a sale. Um but that's that's like, you know, being mad that you didn't get in on Bitcoin. It is. It's it mad is like that, that you it's, hired Vic Fangio and you missed out on uh, you can't go back in time now and redraft. It is what it is. Like the next important moves for the Broncos now are the next moves. And it's there's no looking back. Um, this will be the biggest offseason for the Broncos in, you know, since Peyton left. Okay? Because you have to build on what you have. There's an opportunity, Jake, at two legendary quarterbacks in Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. And then you have the draft to navigate as well. And maybe the draft where no one believes there's a Trevor Lawrence or a Trey Lance, a caliber of talent, but you go find that talent who's the next great quarterback in this league who we know there's going to be one or even two, Jake, in this draft. And it's not going to come from number one, number two, number three, number four overall. It rarely does. Maybe right. about third or half the time. So. This sounds like a you know Russell Wilson third, fourth round type of deal where <laughs> – or Dak Prescott fourth fourth round where you know he he didn't oh man yeah you know light the world on fire in college and he wasn't yeah, but this you know, big headliner. Just made me think of something. If I draft a quarterback in the first round at 13, 14, 15 overall, I'm going to take another one in the fourth round mm. who I had a second round grade on. Right. I'm going to do that Kirk Cousins RG three thing. Yeah, um, and I'm going to do what I should have done with. Um, 
Peyton uh, when I had a chance, chance to draft Russell Wilson instead, uh, chose Brock Lo- uh, Osweiler. So um, it's never – you always investing in quarterback, no matter what. I'd be in mm-hmm. on Minshew. I'd go take a flyer on Minshew if um, – again, they have three first-round picks, does Philly. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts, who's been great. They're about to make the playoffs with him. So they got to run it back with Jalen Hurts. Kuiper said you draft a quarterback just to come in and compete and for basically yeah. to have someone in the stable like that. Then Minshew becomes, in a sense, expandable. So, you know, Minshew's one of the few guys to fall through the cracks like Tua, like if the Dolphins were to land – Russell Wilson or something dramatic we didn't see coming. Those two guys, Tua and um, maybe Minshew, are the two guys who fall through the cracks of uh, the other only guys I would accept, um, you know, to upgrade from Teddy. Wilson, Rodgers, the number one, you know, first round pick, maybe those two guys. I don't want no car, no cousins, and no Garoppolo. I don't want that. We have that. So here's the thing with, with Minshew. When he was with Jacksonville, he played damn good football. Dude, they're and a shit team. He was great. His numbers, his numbers are good. Were way better than Trevor Lawrence was uh, with a better team, and a lot better than Drew Locks, bro. And Minshew, with his near perfect performance a couple of weeks ago, filling in for Jalen Hurts when he hurt his ankle, I think that put him on a lot of teams' radars. Like, hey, this guy could either be top tier backup or maybe even a starter in this league. So, you know, Minshew's not out of the question. Uh, Tua, I would still absolutely trade for him. He's He's got the Dolphins rolling right now. Um, I don't know what the asking price would be, but, you know, there's a lot of options that the Broncos have at quarterback and coach. Oh, it just depends how you navigate and how savvy you are and if you're willing to pull the trigger, if you're willing to pay the price, if you're willing to pony up, how savvy you are in terms of putting packages together, how you can maybe knock on some team's doors mm-hmm. to look at some pieces um, uh, or take a piece from someone else that you might need for another deal. That's the greatness of a front office yep. to uh, turn over and, you know, every single rock, not to, you know, Elway did a certain way. He put those offers out there and if you don't like the offer, he pulled the t- you know pulled it off the table. There's certain ways to do it. There's no rights and there's no wrongs. But the way that I would be doing it, man, is always, always, always investing in my quarterback room and trying to upgrade there, trying to upgrade back up there. Um, a flyer like Minshew, um, uh, that's it. You know, I I want me. Uh, the goal is when I say draft a quarterback in the first round is a Justin Herbert type of quarterback right Josh Allen's possibly generational with the talent okay and Herbert was underrated coming out of the draft well he, of course he was Oregon I mean who he went six overall so you're like well he went six overall it's pretty high but no like the Chargers there was thoughts if he didn't go at six overall that he would have fell down in the yeah. first round quite a bit mm-hmm. so like you're looking at him at six overall you're like well damn worth it perfect you know but also he could have slid down and that's on the Broncos to again um, if the Chiefs don't take Mahomes, he might fall into the first round. They didn't want yeah. to take that gamble. They moved up from 27 or 28 to 10 to get him, right? To 10 to 12? Yeah, don't take the gamble. So, well, here's the way I see it. I, uh, George Payton swept Broncos country off their feet with his first year. I think he did a great job. Um, he, he turned over every rock. You know, he, he had a great draft, and he tried to get Rodgers and Stafford and, and whoever was available. But this offseason, I know it's only his second year, but this offseason will define 
George Payton as an executive, as a general manager, and there's a lot on the line here for Broncos country. Can he take this team to the next level with this offseason? Another great draft and potentially bringing in uh, a top-notch head coach and uh, trade for one of the best quarterbacks in the league. This offseason is everything for George Payton and the Broncos, in my opinion. And it could shape how the rest of his career goes, or at least his his time with the Denver Broncos, I think yeah. this offseason is huge for George Payton and and really the face of the franchise and, and everybody involved in Broncos country. I agree. Um, let's save some. I like it. The discussion was good. If you want any more, go check out the radio show, uh, Radio On Demand tab at MileHighSports.com. Go to MileHighSports.com, and there's a Radio On Demand tab. When you click that, that'll get you podcasted versions of the radio show. Okay? But i got so much more to give, Danny. Well, save I, it. Save I, it. Make them pay uh, for it, Jake. Open up your, uh, what's it called in the, uh, open up. Open C. Yeah, that's right. Or to open up your only C and see what's going on. Yeah. But let's start at OnlyFans. <laughs> and give them uh, best sports talk radio in town, plus a little boob. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be back um, tomorrow, the next day, with another Broncos Blitz podcast. We usually do it every single day of the week. Holidays have been a little tricky here, but we've uh, still been trying to make it work. Uh, good job, Jake. Uh, we got so much to talk about now. It's, you know, we got to really kind of look at the game itself. I think the Chargers hammer time, but also... Um, we're big picture thinkers now. Now it's about solving the problem and being the team we want to be, Jake, in 2022. That's the yep. goal here. And 2022 is today's the 29th. So we've got three days here until it's the, a new year and hopefully like a new Broncos team. But I'm with you, man. George Payton's had a year to lay the groundwork down. Great for all of the things that he's wanted to do in terms of maybe the blow up comes now. But the preparation for the guys coming in next has already been in progress for the last you know year on the job. So right. good job, Jake. We appreciate everybody who listened to the podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.